0: Hello, and welcome to the Golden Heart Rising podcast. My name is Tara Kabatoff, and I'll be sharing information around personal transformation, healing, the law of attraction, manifestation, the human condition, and the great mysteries of life. Welcome, and thank you for joining us. I have uh, a dear friend of mine, Karen Wilson, here joining us uh, to talk about her journey Karen and I met through um, actually, Karen booked a a tarot reading with me It's probably about five months ago, it feels, or four months ago. And through that moment, um, I offered Karen some release work of the work that I do with the Dr. Michael J. Lincoln. And um, this is how our relationship started. And this is how Karen's transformative journey also began as well. So welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your experience.
1: Very happy to be here. Thank you. All
0: right, so Karen, I want to first um, have you talk about yourself in the in the perspective of how you are seen in the outer world, your accomplishments, um, what how people know and recognize you uh, today um and then we're going to go into your inner self we're going to go into the inner journey but I first want to chat about uh, because you do have an exceptional history you have an exceptional story and I want to go into all the different aspects of your life experience your accomplishments and go right into the core of your being with this conversation especially with that transformative journey so let's let's hear about your your story how the world how the world knows Karen Wilson today
1: do you want me to start from early childhood or do you want me to just where we are snapshot today? How I feel world...
0: snapshot today, career especially, you've had a very exceptional career path. Um, you could talk about childhood if you like.
1: Okay. Uh, no, there's no point going back that far. Uh... <laughs> we, will,
0: we will go there eventually though.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, career wise, I've always been involved in the tech industry and starting out in my 30s, I'm 63 now. Um, I've been involved in major fortune companies, Pearson Publishing, big publishing houses. Um, I've held many, many different roles there. And then I got involved in startups uh, in the late 90s. And I've probably developed and launched up to, I think I'm at like 12 startups. Some my own, some other people that I was consulting with or mentoring. So, and again, it's all tech related, but media, uh, my wireless, um, really even online health. I've done a little bit of everything just because everything's interesting to me. It's, I don't have one particular niche. So currently I'm doing a biotech company. So that's the range.
0: And what has your timeline been like with regards to success and challenges, successes and failures, for example? What have you experienced throughout that journey?
1: A lot of failure, for sure, because the success rate is pretty narrow for startups. Um, given a, coming from a trauma background, that was perfect for me. It was a lot of high intensity, a lot of very high risk, um, which I've I lived on, I mean, it was fuel for me. Um, but yeah, I think out of the 12 that I mentioned, there were four of them that were mine and there was only two successes. So, you know, that's a 50% success rate. Um, I contribute a lot of that to just the right people that came around me that funded the companies that mentored me, but also just my tenacity. And because I come from a trauma background, we just don't quit. Mm -hmm. So, um, Yeah, I've had two successes, and I think this current company will be another one as it's shaping up. Um, Again, that's just, I have the ability to recruit great people and to surround myself with great team. So, um,
0: and the, the reason why I asked about failure is because I know Karen's very successful and she's had her successes, but the failure is the the part that I'm more curious about because of um, past experiences and how the past and the personal life has come into play on some of these challenges in life and I'm also speaking from experience as well and Karen and I have had some parallels with um, our life journey um, through our more personal journey but also reflected of the um, work, um, work journey as well with our successful successes that we've had and the failures that we've had as well so Let's go into your past. So let's go into the childhood story of yours and, and tie it all together with regards to what has happened in the past. And please feel free to share yeah. as much information as you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, and I'll tie in some of the failures because they were mm-hmm. colossal too. <laughs> so, <laughs> the successes were small, the failures were colossal. So uh, my childhood consisted of, you know, post-war family, uh, you know, people coming back from the war, not really knowing if they had careers or not or work. My father was a uh, third generation timber farming, very poor, um, big landowner, but, and my mother was a beautician. And so there's no birth control and they started having children. Uh, so I grew up in a very Athos type of environment growing up my father was a a rageaholic and probably untreated ptsd more than likely um medicating with alcohol that was, was thank god there was no drugs at that point it was just that was the drug of choice um so a lot of uh i don't know if you've seen the movie the great santini a lot of control a lot of uh basically, I was a Stockholm syndrome kid. I didn't really know how to behave. I didn't know how to function without this tyranny of thinking that anything could happen at any given moment, because it did. There'd be explosive outbursts or you know, wake up in the middle of the night and line up like, you know, you're going to your death, (laughs) you're going to be executed and we're on vacation and we all have to go home. So there was that constant undercurrent of trying to save the family, the rest of the family who was very, um, who they were all, I had a younger brother, older sister and a mother, and they were all, um, not fighters, um. And I was an Aries and very fiery and uh, cowgirl, rodeo riding, you know, barrel racer. So I had a lot of fight in me. And I think I probably came out of the womb just resisting the whole scenario. Um, And my mother was, you know, women of that generation were very weak. You know, they were subservient, even though they made great livings. My mother was very successful in her hair salon business, but uh, I don't know, they were just more subservient. So I ended up being the, the savior of the family. I fought back, I had a lot of physical abuse. Uh, mostly the, the most traumatizing for me was the psychological. Um, the physical I could understand, you know, you get hit and you recover. But the psychological was so uh, insidious that you never knew when it was going to happen, what you'd done wrong. So it set me up for a lot of insecurity growing up, a lot of rebellion. I became, you know, by the age of 12 or 13, I was a hardened, I think criminal, you know, in my mind. Um, So I went from cheerleader to top of the class to uh, pot smoking. 14 year old going to raves and, you know, being a bad girl. Um, So there's no in between for me at that point. And so by 16, I ran away from home and uh, I ran probably because my mother had run away at 16 to San Francisco. And I remember looking at those pictures growing up saying that would be a really good place to go or anywhere. But here really was the motto that I had. So um, yeah, I just, my brother accuses me of running away from home as soon as the ink dried on my birth certificate. <laughs> it was really not until I was 16 that I ran. And, uh, and also I grew up in Arkansas, which is a, a very oppressive place culturally and really hasn't changed much. Um, so I ran to freedom, I ran to the coast, I initially ended up in uh, Seattle, London, and then San Francisco, um, and then landed there for 30 years
0: about. And going into the traumas, so this is um, connecting the dots with the experiences and what's happened in the past and how the psychological imprints have met, have uh, impacted Um, relationships and your career and the patterns the subconscious patterns that it formed but I'm sure in early life it wasn't uh, understood that there were patterns playing out and that it was affecting relationships and affecting career and and this is part of this this journey and what we've also both Karen and I have experienced through this work that uh, that we're both practicing the the awareness of how the um the subconscious patterns play into so many aspects of our life, of what we create, how we live, how we react, how we see reality. So how how did your past, your childhood um, affect your interpersonal relationships, your love, your career, the failures that you mentioned?
1: It, it impacted everything. And I think I didn't really start waking up to that until I was 40s in my early forties um, and then couldn't do enough work to try to fix it. My I was absolutely convinced I was broken and I needed to be fixed. And uh, I did pretty much every healing modality available and every retreat and every journey and every psilocybin <laughs> journey. And um, I did the whole spectrum starting at about the age of 41. And so how it affected my life is that um, a banker once asked me if I was in a witness protection program and I laughed hysterically, but then I looked up and she was serious. And I said, why do you ask that? And she said, well, you've moved a lot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I said, oh yeah, that's just something I do. So I was constantly moving. I constantly wanted to escape I felt like I was trapped wherever I was or whatever relationship I was in, I always felt trapped. Mm -hmm. The minute someone would propose marriage, I would have an affair and get out of it. You know, just getting that entrapment thing was something I couldn't break free of no matter what I did. Um, And then I met two very specialized trauma therapists. Uh, One was Gestalt trained. Uh, He'd also done a lot of body movement work and I probably did two years worth of therapy with them where I would go to Atlanta and sit for three or four days with them and really did a ton of unwinding, but it was really more on the spectrum of not running, not being triggered and um, unwinding a lot of that, that had been just, I mean... I'm 5'9", and I weighed about 115 pounds. I was working like a dog in all of my companies. I was thin, you know, skin and bone and just a machine, just, you know, still pushing really hard. So they helped uh, stabilize that somewhat. I was able to get in a first long-term relationship. You know, it was eight years. All of my other relationships had been three to four max and it would always end in the same pattern of you know, high romance, no real foundation whatsoever, um, and then heartbreak, and then someone leaves. It was pretty much the pattern or I would run and and not get married. <laughs> so um, that was the pattern. I worked with these two guys that helped a lot. Um, and then I, probably came to the conclusion that if I got into a normal relationship, that that would help stabilize me. So I got into a normal relationship with uh, a brain surgeon and I thought, this is normal. And underneath that, the context of that relationship, it wasn't normal at all. It was, he had just as much scar tissue as I had and everyone before him had had tons of trauma scar tissue. Um, So his was abuse by Catholic priest. And so wherever I was, I would find, you know, in whatever relationship I would find myself over and over again. And I would be the person trying to fix them and completely ignoring myself at that stage. If I was in a relationship, I was just working and I was machine and doing that. So that all came to an incredible crashing end at the, my late fifties, because I ended that relationship. Um, and I have still no clue why I decided to move back pre-COVID to my home state of Arkansas, but it ended up being exposure therapy from what I had run from when I was 16. And um, did some trauma EMDR therapy, and then I met you, And my experience with the readings that you did initially were, um, it was monumental because it was as if someone had been there. I'm I'm emotional about this Mm -hmm. because it was such an emotional feeling of like someone had actually witnessed what I had been subjected to, and they were able to articulate what I felt exactly. And by hearing that, I literally felt my nervous system let go and I was hanging on tight to a past relationship. It was a very short lived relationship, but my whole world crashed down around that. And really what was happening is I was personally imploding. I could not do that anymore. Um, So after doing the reading with you and you offering those readings, I I felt like whoever this man was, I I just wanted to thank him because it was as if he was there, a a witness to what I endured throughout, not just my childhood, but through my whole life, that I had been carrying this incredible infrastructure of broken psychological stuff and beliefs that just wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And it was that, you know, people say awakening is, The end of the illusion. Well, that's what was breaking apart is these illusions, these conclusions that I had came to about myself because of the way my parents had treated me, uh, that were completely inaccurate. So you know, full circle to having a session with my therapist today, and she asked me how I just went through this certain situation that I went through, and I said I feel like. It was finally me, you know, the, this, you know, we call it the adult me, but it's just me that has emerged because I, f- I don't know, the readings tend to eradicate those beliefs. And I initially, you know, I recorded a few, as you know, and I tried to re-listen to them and it didn't matter. It was done. It was finished <laughs> when we read through them after, you know, a couple of times it was finished. So where it's taken me now is I probably would have failed in this current business because I was really acting from a place of uh, trauma, you know, with it was a very traumatic situation, difficult founders, difficult this and that. And I have completely turned it around inside of me and therefore the company has turned around. Um, It's monumental. Um, So I, I think this work is something that you could save yourself decades of doing what I did, you know, which is your life. You know, I really look back and it was my life. It was my experience, but it was certainly not some of it or most of it didn't really lead to relief. So who knows? I mean, it's a it's a subtle science. I do believe that this is a science that happens that changes your chemistry.
0: um Um, do you mind if I also mention I will go into the work itself and how it works um and how we work together uh Karen I, I I really enjoyed working with you because you were ready you were in a place where I was you were done with the old life you were shattered open you were tired you were exhausted you were at your end and and emotionally energetically physically psychologically I I saw you you're you you look different your energy is different um I was at the
1: death portal that's really where I was absolutely
0: yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, absolutely
1: and wanting the misery to end Yeah. yeah
0: Yeah. And, and I, and that's also where I was when I started doing this work myself. So I had worked with a healer um, uh, almost, almost three, it'll be coming up to three years ago. And I was at that place myself. And um, I mean, different experiences, but same time, same time where it was enough, something had to change. And it opened up a whole new network of I almost feel like it opened up a neural network uh, in some kind of way of understanding and creating that distance of life experiences. And every time I was read these verses uh, because there's, there's also there's reading the verses, but there's also that energetic connection with the client. And from my side, I really feel into the client. I got to know Karen very well. I think we worked for three months together twice a week. Uh, So Karen was very committed and the energy between the two of us and the way that we worked together was like one, you know, I really felt into her energy. I listened very well. I started understanding her story. So I started understanding where I could go with this and um, also kind of push into the future. I'll start like aligning with, uh, because at the beginning too, you didn't know, you didn't have purpose. You didn't know who you were. Um, and I and I remember that I remember you mentioning a few times, I don't know my purpose. And there was this, this feeling of uh, uncertainty with life. And that's, that's also where I was as well, when I started doing this work, lost. and I do yeah. very lost. Yeah, absolutely. And I see this now it's coming back, it's coming back, it's coming back, which is so beautiful and profound. And um, I also want to mention this realization that you experienced uh, that you had with your path uh, with your parent between your parents, and this these moments of realization change our reality and open up for more. And this is part of the, if you think again of everything is energy and when we're holding on to uh, a memory or an idea of our past, then it, it almost gets stuck there and it, it hold, we hold on to that energy or that memory or that understanding, and but it prevents us from more. It prevents us from that opening that we need for healing, for transformation, for creation, for manifestation, for releasing. And the one that really stuck out for me that was that you experienced was you had a very strong um, uh, feeling towards your father uh, that your father was was really difficult and there was a really difficult relationship there. But then through this work, you realized the mother aspect of it, and that was the more psychological side of things. So we can't forget we may have a huge impact on one area of. Our life of a kind of abuse there but then there's also the other sides of the psychological the emotional that we don't really we don't feel but over time it creates patterns it creates those really uh unconscious subconscious programs within us that we don't see and we don't recognize the it's-
1: mother the mother wound was a complete shock to me because mm-hmm. she was such a victim that I didn't, you know, you coddle victims, you you know, you take care of them. But what I, the pattern after I saw that and after we worked on it, that the pattern just rippled back throughout my life mm-hmm. of every founder, every business I'd worked for, there was always this collapsed, belligerent person that I kept trying to prop up and make, you know, whole and and get things ro- rolling. It was my mother. My mother, I had been predominantly, you know, the the force in my life that had completely exhausted me and drained me. Mm -hmm. And I was currently working with one with this biotech company, and it was resolved because I stopped. (laughs) It's that easy, right? When you realize, oh, that's my pattern, and you back up and you Mm -hmm. go, I don't, I don't need to engage with this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I stopped. So yeah, the mother was the biggest shock to me because my dad was clear you know what had happened there it's very clear that there was was abuse on every every level so mother was the mystery Mm -hmm. (laughs) surprise
0: Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and exactly I I like how you touched on uh, and, and I witnessed this within our sessions as well how your relationships at work started to change because of these realizations and because of the the understandings that you had of yourself and what was happening on a psychological level or on an emotional level. So how did that change your, over the last few months, your interactions with relationships, your ability to work through stressful situations and your um, interpersonal uh, comprehensions of of other people's stuff?
1: It's really helped me use the, I guess, the framework that I healed in a more productive way. So I've used it at work, um, really just to motivate people and inspire people. You know, it's, you can use that same pattern that you were trying to carry people, but you can use it to motivate and inspire. So I've been doing more of that. I've let people be themselves, you know, that's without trying to control them. So I don't have to control the universe. And, you know, that's that's been such a relief to my nervous system, not feeling like I have to carry people. Um, In relationship, I think I've attracted someone who will at the very least be a a lovely friend, but the quality, you know, and I've attracted a new girlfriend here locally and the quality of those two relationships um, are so incredibly significant to me as a reflection of what I value in life, I value spirituality. I value wisdom teachings. I value uh, intellect. Um, all of these things that are just front and center with these two people that feed me. Um, so more of that, you know. Please, it's like mm-hmm. I've been so starved for that, and I didn't know how to generate it because I was flatlined. And so when we started doing this work for those three months, one of the things that happened to me was that I didn't move for three months. People say, you know, you need to stop. You need to go inside yourself, create your cave. It was impossible to do anything, but I spent most of the summer on my back, on my patio, looking up at the sky and just letting all of this integrate. Um, There wasn't a lot of tears or gnashing of teeth. It was just deep integration of just letting it all happen in, internally. So the outcomes now are really beautiful. I feel happy in life. I don't feel depressed, which is crazy. That's like beautiful. waking up, not depressed, waking up happy, waking up singing, um, being optimistic. Um yeah, it's all different. As,
0: as your energy is ext- is very different than where you were, and oh, yeah. it's moving into that the law of attraction and what we attract. And I've had those situations as well, where in work and relationships, where so this is this is my father, this is my mother, this is playing out, and now you have the awareness. It's the awareness that that heals, and that's key that you moved into and then now putting it into practice. And now you've changed your reality. Now you're completely called, you're calling in the healthy relationships. You have greater awareness within yourself. Uh, your work environment is easier to maintain and to navigate. I mean, it's a complete turnaround and really only in such a short period of time, honestly. That Three months, crazy. four months. Four months total. Yeah. yeah, and the intuition that
1: I had, so, cause I was at such a desperate point having tried most everything. Um, was there was an intuitive sense when I heard your tarot reading I enjoyed it uh but beyond that there was something else you know and so for you to bring that up would you like for me to do some clearing it was like that was that aha moment of like oh this is the reason why Mm -hmm. right the tarot plus this whole other thing which I was like you said wide open to receive
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and uh I really did enjoy working with you through all of it because it was just, you were a sponge. You were just so ready for it. And I work with a pendulum for guidance and it was just constantly moving, <laughs> moving with Karen's energy. You know, just, she was just so ready for the work. And um, yeah, and, and I feel that again, moving back to being in that place of readiness or the end of the life, the, the old avatar, the old story, the old self that, doesn't serve anymore. And uh, you were at that point of wanting something new. So who are you now? Who are you now? Where do you see yourself going? Or is it still to be determined? I mean, you're embarking into a new chapter, but uh, who would you say you are today versus uh, four months ago or a year ago? I'm a really
1: peaceful, optimistic and uh, inspired person. So everything is inspiring me now to look at Oh, what do I do? You know, what life do I want to live now? You know, what do I want to build and create now? Um, it's an opening. It's, you know, it's just such a wide opening of what's possible. Um, I definitely want to get out of business, but I definitely want to use my skills in the trauma, what I've gone through my experience. I also want to use my skills in building something that's more humanitarian. Um, because I think trauma is um, it's insidious. It's, it's, at the, it's really at the core of what everybody's suffering with right now. And I don't think there are a lot of solutions out there. Um, so yeah, I want my body of work going forward to be able to give back something around this um, because I look at the 30 or 40 years that I spent, you know, s- s- struggling in the desert as poetic now. I mean, I really have reframed it as who would have gone through that, right? And survived and flourished, even in the midst of it, and not be a hero. So I really flipped during our work from having a lot of shame about my past, feeling that the failures were awful. I had one huge public failure um, that's still studying in all the MBA schools, Um, where I was called the Norma Ray of Silicon Valley. And I was one of the first female CEOs. So it doesn't get any more embarrassing than that. Um, And when I reframed the past through this work, um, I actually thought I should go back to San Francisco and throw a parade for myself Mm -hmm. because I was a, a fearless leader. I confronted the, one of the largest global money systems in the world, venture capital, I confronted a billion dollar fund and I said, no, I mean, I, I really don't believe at what trauma, it, trauma it gave me incredible talents and it also gave me this history that I now am proud of. Mm-hmm. I actually wanna tell it and say, yes, this happened. And it wasn't me, and it wasn't my trauma. It's the system. It's a lot of cultural trauma, it's societal trauma, and especially in business, there is so much trauma. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that's I'm inspired by my past, and I used to hate to talk about it, mm. which mm-hmm. is a crazy shift.
0: I like how you mentioned the uh, the toxic society or the toxic environment around corporate culture and um, it's interesting how you're used as a case study today and I mean many people who have created great achievements or failures are uh, used as case studies but nobody really goes into the essence of that person of who they really are, what they've really gone through, their own suffering and what's led them to be today, who they are today. Instead, there's a lot of attacking, there's a lot of shaming, there's a lot of judgment, there's a lot of criticism, there's a lot of jealousy, there's a lot of competitiveness, there's a lot of anger. It's a it's a cesspool of people's traumas triggering other traumas, triggering yeah. other traumas. It's That's incredible. Right. Yeah. And, and there isn't that pause and reflection of It's so easy to look at someone who's done something wrong or or right and judge them uh, based on the surface uh, value, surface information, rather than taking a moment and go, hold on a minute. Let's look deeper into the story. Let's look deeper into this person and what's created this this outcome. Uh, There isn't that reflection. I mean, maybe in some smaller studies, but... um, that, not- is the broken, that is the broken part of, of, uh, of our society right there.
1: And we're trying so hard to become uh, public, you know, through our work, we're trying so hard to actually achieve something. And so to get marginalized by a money system or to get marginalized by people who are more in power than you are um, is, is the culture and it needs to shift. I just think, I just think the entire thing is you're right. It's kind of a bully culture. I wouldn't say toxic masculine. I think that's too, uh, I think it's too broad of a term. I think it's really just the culture of business and in general, and there's really no rite of passage when you fail. Um, and I think being a female, when I failed, um, I just disappeared for a few years and when I came back off the mountain, literally, um, I had a few VCs, venture capitalists say, where have you been? And I said, well, I was pretty ashamed. You know, I just kind of hit out. And they're like, why? Go write another business plan and I'll fund you. So it was that shift in, they would have thought nothing about, you know, failing at a business. It's like, put another plan together and we'll get you funding. So it it was a wake up call for me about how much because of my trauma past that I internalized it. And also because I was raised, you know, at 63, I was raised at a time where women really didn't have much of a place or voice in business. Mm-hmm. So I was way out in front and, uh, you know. That's valuable now it's re- really valuable. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's you only know, going it. to pay off for your future, your future yeah. endeavors to change the world in a positive light and uh, I did mention this in my in a previous podcast and I can't remember exactly which one but it was exactly what you just mentioned around how some people depending on how they were raised and their conditioning and their their subconscious programs Can bounce back. Some people can bounce back with no problem. They don't even think twice. They'll just jump right back into the ring and keep fighting. And some people will disappear uh, because of the, the shame or the guilt uh, or the fear that they have already embedded within their subconscious that prevents them from returning and trying again. So it takes a lot of courage. So, I mean, Karen, you've, you've done well and congratulations for all of your achievements and and thank you so much for sharing your story here. Um, is there anything that you would like, anything else you'd like to add before we close? No,
1: I just want I just want everybody to be able to experience this because it was so life changing and so profound for me of a shift in my internal being. So I, yeah, that's my only wish is that anybody listening to this will try it because mm. it is uh, it is amazing.
0: Work. And I do have the Shadow Project that's launching, Karen might be part of this in the future. We'll see if we can um, yeah. keep working together in some form, but I'm launching with the shadow project uh, in a group environment, small group environment to do this work and to form community and conversation around this. Because also too, having these conversations is therapeutic in a way as well. It helps people to hear these stories, but it also helps to talk about it in a way of, again, creating that that separation and um, opening up for understanding uh, through, through the, um, through the uh, mode of communication and sharing these stories.
1: The, the really interesting thing that I wanted to add to that was um, a lot of people say, you know, you have to tell your trauma story, but so many people are too fractured to actually piece it together. Mm. And So I think that the real distinction of this is I didn't need to try to tell you, well, this, all of this happened. Here's my trauma story, blah, blah, blah. Here's how I internalized it. It was just the reading went straight in, mm-hmm. just like um, honey to where the, the places that needed fed and nurtured. Mm-hmm. So it's a place where you can just show up and you don't have to say anything. You'll get the healing. You'll get the message that you need exactly. to hear.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And there's no obligation to share stories. And uh, you know, I, I, for me, I respect everyone's privacy and everyone's comfort levels. Uh, mostly it's the work that's being received and even as the process moves along there there could be a shift in wanting to talk about it wanting to express yeah, you know absolutely. so yeah absolutely. which has
1: happened with me I've never mm-hmm. told my story
0: publicly so mm, well thank you Thank you. I'm honored to have you here and to talk about it. And I'm excited for your future. I know you are only going to create uh, great impacts in this world. So I look forward to hearing more and seeing what is going to happen uh, in your near future. Yeah. Thank you so right. much, Karen. Thank you so much for being here again, um, yes. for those listening and watching uh, the shadow project is now officially launched. And we start our first program on January the 6th, looking at emotions and triggers. So understanding our emotional reactions to things, how to process emotions, how to understand our emotions and going deeper into ourselves, going deeper into our core at looking at what is triggering us on the emotional level. That could be anger, sadness, depression, resentment, fear, uh, anything that surfaces when we become triggered within ourselves. So uh, if you have any questions, if you have any, um, if you want more information on the program, I will leave a link below. And Karen, again, thank you so much for being here. I'm sure we'll be speaking soon in the near future. Okay, take care. Take care. that concludes another episode of the golden heart rising podcast thank you very much for being here make sure to check out my youtube channel for further discussions and interesting topics and of course if you are enjoying these podcasts don't forget to share it with the world i'm sending you much love and light until next time